Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. But the first thing I want to get to is the chairman of Falcha Ireland, Michael Cawley, has stepped down after it emerged. He travelled to Italy on a holiday. Then the Minister for Media, Tourism, Arts and Culture, Sport and the girl took two. She's a lot of titles, isn't she? Catherine Martin said uh, she has accepted Michael Cawley's resignation after it emerged. He was on holiday in Italy despite government advice to avoid non-essential travel abroad. Now, remembering, of course, Italy is a green list country or a green country. In a statement, Mr Cawley said he had resigned uh, with great regret, saying he did not want to issue uh, the issue of his pre-arranged family holiday to Italy to distract from the work of Falcha Ireland Ireland in rebuilding the Irish tourist industry. Now, I'm not not going to focus too much on him, but I will speak to Carl Dieter in a second about that. But I want to ask you, if you had an opportunity to go on holidays, and let's say there was no green list, you know, you could go anywhere you want, but you know, you're aware of the risks of all the different countries, and obviously you still have to come back to friends, and there was no uh, period of, you know, detention for 14 days or isolation for 14 days, would you go on holidays? So would you go on holidays, given the opportunity, would you go? Now, I imagine 80% of people or 90% of people this year didn't go on holidays out of the country because you can't, and the green list of countries is not the most attractive list in the world. So, you know, because Spain is obviously not on it, and America is not on it, and other places that we would normally go to are not on it. But Greece is there, Italy is there. So would you go on holidays? If you had an opportunity, I want a yes or a no. Uh, and I did a poll earlier on. 57% of people on my poll said they would. Uh, the rest of you said you wouldn't. Let me know, would you go on holidays? The number is 087 Independent TD Michael McNamara, by the way, has said a colleague had not breached the government travel advice, uh, which was not mandatory. He said we're entering into a state of hysteria. But let me go to Carl Dieter as well, a commentator uh, and a regular pundit on TV shows and radio and everywhere else, and generally a man who gets himself into a little bit of trouble every now and again. Carl, good afternoon to you. How are you getting on now? Uh, Carl, well, you were on RT yesterday and you defended Michael Cawley and his decision to go on a, uh, he said on a pre-arranged family holiday. So I can only uh, assume that he, he booked this before the pandemic even started. So, I mean, in relation to him resigning, do you believe he should have stepped down? I'm not convinced. And I mean, like everyone who had to change holiday plans, I was meant to go to Spain and didn't. And so there's a bit of me that's bitter about that, that other people still went ahead and traveled. And now, but granted, Spain's not on the green list. And this is what I want to focus on is there's two things we need to, to, to remember. One is that it's not illegal to travel. You're doing nothing wrong. That there's just this set, this advice. And the actual word... Well, it's is, unnecessary travel. So that's the no, guidelines, no, isn't it? No, you see, this is the thing. I, I, it says given, you know, the, the safest thing to do is not travel abroad. That's on the government uh, gov.ie website. But it said there's a small number of locations. I'm reading from a website, so just give me a few seconds to actually read the actual text. For which the advice is different in terms of traveling abroad. In respect of these locations, government has agreed that the Department of Foreign Affairs travel advice for them is normal precautions. In these locations, COVID is lower or similar to Ireland. In recognition of this, uh, we don't require people arriving from these locations to restrict their movements, etc. So if you come from one of these, you arrive here as if you're one of us. And if you go to one of them, it's not seen as being a risk. And on that list of countries is Estonia, Finland, Greece, Greenland, of all places, Hungary, Italy, which is where Michael Cawley went, Latvia, Lithuania, Norway and Slovakia. So why do we even bother having a green list if... It's wrong to travel. Why yeah, but, but, no, the argument, but the argument is, Falcha Ireland currently at the moment are promoting the idea of staying at home for holidays, a staycation, a, and he is the chairman of Falcha Ireland. Yeah, and, and 
that doesn't imply, though, that he's a prisoner of the country. I mean, lots of people, like, you know, are meant to be promoting Ireland. The Taoiseach is out there promoting Ireland. You know, the, the, the Minister of Enterprise is doing that, and, and they're not going to be told you can never leave. Like, it's not a prison sentence, let's not forget. And, and, and the whole point that's being missed here is that we have got to get back to a world where normal things start to happen again. Well, well Instead, according to the government, it's not a normal world. Well, that's because, I, well, look, I think that they're, they're existing in, in, in a weird bubble wrap because what they're doing is destroying the economy to the extent where we'll, we'll all be on our knees and back in the 1950s again if we don't start to... To, to reopen economies and get things moving. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, uh, but according to Stephen Donnelly this morning on radio, uh, what's of paramount importance, obviously, is public health, uh, getting children back to school, getting people back in for appointments at the hospital. Um, after that comes jobs. After that comes the kind of luxuries of life, which is going out to the pubs and restaurants and going on holidays. So they're kind of last on the list. Yeah, Enjoying your life is last on the list. Yeah, well, look, you know, I mean, you're, you're seeing this kind of hatred of any normality and it's, it's becoming pervasive and it's wrong. So do you, do you agree with T.D. Michael McNamara when he said uh, we're entering into a state of hysteria? I, w- I would tend to agree with that more than anyone who says that we should just keep on locking everything down and try and restrict everything. I mean, let's, let's just think about something else, right? Every choice has consequences, okay? And that's an important thing to acknowledge. Consequences. If there was a study done in the USA where they've already shown that the suicide rate has doubled. There was another this is in California, done, yes. Yeah, there was another study done that showed the deaths of despair. In other words, people dying from uh, in the future from undiagnosed illnesses, cancer, uh, drugs, alcoholism, depression, etc., that that could be as many as 150,000 people. So, but like these the are unqu- yeah, actually- but they are unquantifiable debts, and I and I and no, I do get but that. No, but what they're saying is that it's due to COVID and the increases that absolutely, and the, and the longer the longer and- restrictions go on, and the fact that we have to isolate as human beings, which is not good. First, because they did a study in 1982 or something like that on humans and primates, and the fact that social isolation can cause huge problems to us, both it, it mentally and physically. It knocks years off your life. It yeah. knocks years off your life. It, it, it's devastating for you. Okay, and, and but the but, but the, 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 but the argument from government is, look, uh, you know, Carl, we had 200 cases the other night, 60 last okay. night, possibly this mushroom died? factory, we'll have more. Well, thankfully, nobody. Okay, so 200 cases, nobody died. How many well, of the ICU? We, we, yeah, we, we won't see the results of those 200 cases, according to government. We won't see for two weeks. Now, okay. in saying so that, I'm not going to disagree ICU? with you. They're nearly all under the age of 45, so there are very little risk. But uh, here's, here's the point. If you're under the age of, say, 30... Like, mo- a lot of the cases are asymptomatic. If you're under the age of 30, you get COVID, your odds of dying are about the same uh, as, as dying from getting struck by lightning. And you know something? A lot of weird things are happening where I, I think that we've got to look at the risk, the actual risk, and how it's being assessed. So in America, you had 3,000 deaths in just Texas that were classified away from being coronavirus deaths because they've been put in wrong. Well, they had that in Britain as well on Thursday where they reclassified 5,300 deaths uh, because it was a weird scenario going on where if you had COVID in April and recovered fully and then were hit by a bus in June, you were put down as a COVID debt, which was quite strange. Uh, we uh, did clarify with the HSE in relation to that. We got a response that that wasn't the case here in Ireland, that yeah, if you well, recovered from COVID, you were no longer put down as a COVID debt. Well, look, the thing is, we still go on with gross numbers of COVID cases. So most of the people who have had it are better they're doing okay. Now, we did do a, a, a failure of a job of protecting the vulnerable. Like, what, what went on with, um, you know, nursing care homes and things, 
that was a shameful thing, and, you know, it, it, it's very sad. You have to acknowledge, and it's hurtful to say this, especially if someone knows someone who died. And I do know, my friend's dad died from COVID, and, and I know, you know, if he hears me saying this, it'll probably hurt his feelings, but I'm not trying to. But, but a human life does end. I mean, we, we have to acknowledge that. And yeah, people well, yeah, well, their, yeah, but we don't want to see them ending. Right. We don't want to see them ending prematurely either. No, no, but there are people who like had already gotten their last rights in the past, and then caught COVID, and that pushed them over the edge. Absolutely. You know, like my my dad died, and his death cert had said uh, that it was pneumonia. You know, he had stage four cancer and asbestosis from from working with asbestos. I I've no doubt that it. it you know, uh, yes, the pneumonia was just the accelerant at the end of it. Yeah. Well, well, and, and by the way, but Carl, with respect, and I'm not disagreeing with you, the majority of people who die, uh, you know, usually, uh, unfortunately, they get cancer or they get, you know, emphysema or whatever it is. They normally don't die of those illnesses. What happens is when they get to that point in their life, their immune system is so low that, this, you know, the flu or any particular virus can actually kill them at that point in their lives. And, that, and that's quite common. But getting, getting back to, you know, Michael Cawley. So do you believe he willingly stepped down or do you believe he was embarrassed into doing it? I think he's probably a man who's had a good, long, happy career. He was the chairman. You know, so let's not forget, chairman normally chair meetings. It's not like his full-time thing. The role was 20000 a year. He probably said to himself, do I need this hassle? No, I'll just step down. I'll just go. Mm-hmm. It's better than the aggro of trying to stick around. I mean, like, wasn't it weird, though? I mean, if you look at it on one hand, you had people when they were talking about taking away people's COVID payments if they traveled abroad saying, this is disgraceful. You're just going after certain people. And yet someone who like him travels abroad and they're like, oh, yeah. And, very, and, and let's be clear, you know. very legitimately. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but I'm saying like, he didn't break any rules. You know, he no. didn't go to a non-greenless country. You know, and, and I just think it's, it's weird. Like people aren't people. Are, I don't believe people are getting a fair rendition of the risk. I mean, I saw something written about you in the in the journal a while back where they were having to go at you because you had said that. Um, Eight, uh, at the time, eight people under 65 have died from COVID-19. From COVID-19, uh, you know, and where that was what killed them and it wasn't something else. You know, and, and, and that was... By the way, they did, they did acknowledge I was factually correct, but then went on to have a go at me. Anyway, just for the crack. Oh, look, it's, it's like fact-checkers quite often... That, look, I've been fact-checked as well on certain things I've said, and I do notice that if the person disagrees with you, that they're going to say, but there is this one certain angle where they're still wrong. And so it will come back as mm-hmm. partially true. Like, they'll never say false. Which, should never, which should never be the remit of fact check. The remit of the fact check is to check what you said was factually correct. And I stand by what I said that particular day, which was fact checked by the journal. Um, it was correct. What I said was actually factually correct on that day. Yeah. But come here. So, so if, if, if that's the case, and that was like, say, six months into this, then what, what we're really seeing is that from, from COVID alone, that you had a, a situation where, you know, the number of deaths was similar to that that you would see die on the roads in a bank holiday on a bad bank holiday. Yes. Like, in acknowledgement of the fact that we are mortals and we all will die, there is a set of trade-offs between giving people freedom if they're low risk and doing a better job of so so when, so, when, so so just briefly, Kat, before I go, when you hear a politician or you know minister for health or whatever it happens to be on radio or TV, and they say, "Well, look, we have these new restrictions in; we've put them in place very quickly, and if it saves one life, isn't it worth it?" When you hear that line, no. what does that make you feel? What does that make you think? 
it just makes me glass over because this whole idea, if it just saves one life, it's worth it. No, it's not. Not if you, not if you take five other lives in the process. Not if you ruin the prospects of generations of people. You know, not, not if you take people, and especially the poor, uh, and, and especially children, because children in poor households are not getting the same level of parental help and education. And that can damn them to a lifetime of underperformance. And you're saying, oh, because we saved one life today, that you can shaft another 40, 50, 10,000 people in the process and somehow call that a justification. That is an example of the most warped sense of, of morality that I can't even begin to get my head around. And anyone who thinks that way should just be ashamed of themselves. Okay, well, listen, thank you very much indeed. I appreciate you coming on the air. Carl Dieter, who doesn't believe, by the way, the chairman should have stepped down, although he does understand why he did, which wasn't worth his while, putting up with the hassle. Uh, this is the chairman of Falcha Ireland who stepped down because he went away to Italy and it was kind of found out. Well, I don't, I don't think he was trying to keep it a secret anyway, but people said, well, hold on for a second, you're Falcha Ireland, you should be promoting Ireland, why are you going to Italy? I mean, I have to t- tend to agree with Michael McNamara and probably Carl in that respect. We are entering into a state of hysteria uh, around things like this. Let's be clear, you know, Michael Colley done nothing wrong, nothing illegal uh, by travelling or nothing against government guidelines by travelling to Italy. It's on the green list. If you went to Spain, maybe we could have an argument about it. But he went to Italy. It was on the green list. So why did he have to resign? Public pressure, social outrage seems to be the new drug, it seems. Uh, let me know what you think. The number is 87 If you had an opportunity to go away on a holiday, to any country, in fact, right now, just say the government said, OK, well, look, we're, we're going to lift the regulations uh, on travel. Uh, you can go anywhere you want. But uh, in saying that, we would ask you not to. Right, okay, so that, that, that's what the government say. Let, just let's say they say that. By the way, they're not saying that in case you get them confused. So the government turn around to you and they say, you can go where you want, Spain, wherever you want, it doesn't matter, but we're asking you not to. Would you go away on holidays? Uh, Kieran, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Kieran? Buenos dias, Noel. Buenos dias. Yes. You're Good just, afternoon. You're just back from Tormelinos. I am, yes. Yeah, man, it was a great holiday. Okay, yeah. And what was it like over there, by the way? Was it like going to a hospital on holidays? I have to say, it was very uh, well professionally run over there. Yeah. Like, uh, around the pool in the hotel, they had uh, orange and black tape around uh, sun lounges. So no one else could go into that. You were, like, in your own space. It was your own space, yes, yeah. Your own space. And they had men, they had a man coming around disinfecting everything. The sun lounger, everything, constantly. Right. There was hand sanitizers everywhere. You had set set times for your meals, so there wouldn't be a crowd in the dining room. So Okay, so there was a few sittings, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. And, and what about masks? Did you have to wear a mask in the hotel? Yeah, you had, you had to wear masks everywhere. The only time you didn't have to wear a mask was when you were actually sitting on your sun lounger or in the pool. If you were going to the pool bar or any of the, the stack bars, you had to pull on your mask. Right, okay. And so it was compulsory. Okay, but so I and when, you, when you were going out at night, say, walking down the, you know, the strip or whatever it is that you walked down in Tormenina's, were people wearing masks there or was it only you know in bars that were wearing masks? Or where, where were they? Um, no, you had everywhere you wore a mask. Even the children were wearing the masks. Right. If you don't wear a mask, it's an immediate fine. And this is walking In, on the street, on the strip? This is walking on the, on the, on the strip. Very warm. What was the 30 degrees? I was in the late 30s. Yeah. And now I have, I have to say, you know, you, you got used to wearing the mask 
But it is, it is different. Very yeah. Well, I know what it's it like is, even wearing it here. Okay, but so yeah. when you come back, when did you come back, by the way? I uh, came back uh, last Monday night. Okay, and are you isolating? Yes, for, t- uh, for two weeks. My chemist, uh, my local uh, pharmacy told me I'm not allowed into the chemist for two weeks. Uh, they did if I need to collect my prescription. So I get someone to collect that. Right, phone. have you been out of the house at all? Uh, yes, I have. I have. I have to do the weekly shop. I have. Okay, so you're so you're not isolating. Well, I'm restricting my movements. No, no, no. Hold on a second. Hang on. You're not. I no, no, no. But we, I mean, I, by the way, I'm not having a go at you. I'm just telling you the rules. Okay. So if you went to Spain, you're meant to come home and stay in your gaff, get your food delivered, whatever. Because when you're going to a supermarket, there's other people there. They they will argue that you're a risk to them. I don't believe no, you're a huge no, risk, no, but they will no, argue. No. No, yeah, I have to say now, I have to say, I, I think you're wrong. The rules are that you have to restrict your movements. So you, you think going into a supermarket, you think going to a supermarket is restricting your movements? Yeah, definitely. So, so, well, the government say wear a mask, Noel, and that's meant to protect uh, other people. It mightn't protect myself, but it's meant to protect other people. So then what's the point? What's the point? Well, of I, 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 mask, no, I, listen to me, Kieran. I'm not having them. I wish I was in Taramanias myself, right? But I'm just saying to you, the guidelines are the guidelines, and according to the guidelines, you must quarantine for 14 days. No, but that's impossible when you've... That's impossible well, that's the guidelines. But yeah, but that's impossible when you're a stay-at-home dad and, and you have five kids. You have to go out and... Do, did your kids go uh, into you? Your weekly show. Yes, they did. Okay, go ahead. Now, I, I, have, now, I haven't allowed them outside the house. Are you telling me that all your kids, be honest with me, yeah, I'm being honest with you. Are all your kids staying in the house for, for two weeks? Yeah. Uh, all uh, five of them? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you expect yeah. me to believe that? Kieran, yeah. Kieran. Well, I, I should hope so. Look, I'm on here. I'm not telling you lies. <laughs> are, are you self-employed? No, I'm a stay-at-home dad with my partner. Oh, okay. And is your, okay. And is your partner, is she off work now for two weeks? Yeah. She came back to work today, but she's working from home. Right, okay. So she's done a week's isolation last week, and then she's another week to go. So she's working from home at the moment. Yeah, working from home. So that, so that's. And was it worth it? Is it is it worth the hassle then that you have to put up with for the two weeks afterwards? It doesn't really bother me to be honest. Do you know what I mean? It's an inconvenience, Noel. The thing that I was terrified about was um, I was expecting going to the airport that there'd be guards everywhere and social welfare inspectors and. And everything. That's what I was afraid of, you know, because mm. of all the hype in the media. But when we got to the airport, there was absolutely no one there, Noel. There was not. Did you fill out? A, did you have to fill out a form, by the way, coming back, like saying where you know where you've been, or? Oh yeah, we had to fill out a form. Now, did, right? did anyone check that? Could you have put down on that Mickey Mouse? Do you understand what I'm saying? Did anyone actually match that to your passport and check that you were the person on the form? Or, you know what I mean? Right. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just curious. Okay? Mm. Right. I'm going to be honest with you. On the way back, we all had to fill out the form for Ireland. Right? Yeah. So I said to my partner, I said, listen, I'm going to pull in some wrong details here. Right? Right. And see will it be checked. Okay? Yeah. We got to the passport of the emigration. Right? Yeah. And your man... The immigration officer checked all the forms, right? And he's looking at my forms, okay? And he didn't say a, a word. He looked at them and he says, 
go ahead. Right. So, so in other words, you purposely put down wrong information, uh, you know, uh, to check to see, just out of curiosity, what was he going to verify? I put, I put down didn't. me wrong. I put down me wrong mobile number, but it, I, I had my email address. I had everything else on. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I suppose he wouldn't know by our no, passport whether that was correct. Yeah. No, he wouldn't know. But when you got to Spain, it was completely different. They had big, um, massive computer screens that they took uh, all the people's temperature. Right. Right? So you were individually checked with a hand, uh, the hand temperature, okay? You yeah. have a little gadget, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you were checked by uh, the large uh, temperature ones, the big screen ones. Okay. And, would, and would you go again, if you had an opportunity to go to Spain again, say in October, would you go again? Uh, I have to say it was the best time to go, Noel. Okay, but, but, but do me a favor, just stay there for a second because I want to go to um, Anne. Anne, oh, hold on a second, let's see where you are there. Anne, are you there? Niall. Hello, Anne, how are you? Not too bad. Okay, you've heard Kieran. he's just back from Taramalinas. Yeah. And, you know, would you go away if you had a chance? No. Not a chance? No. Nope. Right, okay, why? Um. Well, I think it's, Deceiving the purpose of what we're trying to do here. And what we, I mean, what is your understanding of what we're trying to do? Well, um, there's a certain amount of people trying to um, go by the rules, do what we're told, and then you get the likes of the weekend that went, they went absolutely AWOL in town. Well, um, that's a slight exaggeration. It was one bar, and according to the bar owner on the radio this morning, he looked back the CCTV, it was 10 Niall. minutes. I, I'm not, was, no, I'm not, I'm not justifying it, Anne, but to say that the whole town went AWOL is a bit of an exaggeration. It, it, no. It, I mean, I was reading up on what he said this morning. Yeah. And he said, the barman was a naughty, he was naughty to be pouring yeah, whiskey down someone's yeah. throat. yeah. Now, in the name of God, I mean, there weren't children. Well, they were, they were, well, they were all young people. They were people. adults. They were all young people, you know what I mean? They were kind of all in their 20s, weren't they? You know, I mean, how are we, how are we supposed to get ourselves Okay, but, okay, but get back, back to the question that I, that I kind of asked, Anne. What do you think the purpose of all this at the moment, when you say we have to all go by the rules, and I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but what's the end game of that at the moment? Is it to defeat the virus? Is it to eliminate the virus from Ireland? Is that, is that, the, is that the end game? Yeah, it's to eliminate the okay. virus. Yeah. Okay, so let's say... And, and so let's say we... we, we, can, we I'm going with your argument. Go, we can go to the supermarket and, and not be looking over okay. their shoulders. Okay, so let's say we eliminate the virus. Let's say this day, next week... Uh, you know, um, the, the deputy chief medical officer comes on the television and says we have no community cases, no cases, no deaths, Great. and we and we believe we've completely eliminated the virus, right in Ireland. Yeah. Okay. What then? What do we do then? What do you mean? We go back to the way we, were. we live. Okay. So if can we go on holidays? Never, things are never going to be the same, Niall. Can, but can we go on holidays again? No. We go on holidays. I wouldn't. I have a house in Spain, and I would not 
drove to that house. So, but the point I'm making is, it's all well and good to eliminate the virus in this country, but we live in Europe. We live as part of a, a global world of tourism. Do we stop tourists ever coming into Ireland? Because all it'll take is one more one person with COVID-19 again to start it all off again. So, at what point do you turn but around and accept... it is, Niall. We're only, we're only five months into it. Not five years. But it could be five years. It could be ten. It could be twenty. It could be. Yeah. If we keep going on the way we're going no, on. No, 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 no. I don't mean the way... I mean, there was, a, there was a battle against swine flu, but swine flu has been around for more than 30 years. Yeah. Influenza has been around for 100 years. How are we supposed to get anywhere? So, I'm, no, what, no, all I'm saying to you is that it's all well and good saying we can defeat the virus and do all the things that you're saying, and that's great. And we can go to the supermarket without having to worry about getting it. But at what point are we going to get back to living our lives to the point where we can go on holidays, we can let tourists into the country and the tourist industry can make its billions that it makes every year to pay? When it's it's comfortable. When when you feel comfortable in your own skin. And it's comfortable and you don't have this, you're not waking up. um, How many had it last night? How many is getting it today? Should they stop telling us that? I mean, there's people out there worried sick. Okay, um, the question was, so should they stop telling us that? Should they stop going on the news every night and saying, listen, you know, one person, well, thankfully, actually, very few people are dying. No, they shouldn't. Well, should they tell us about every other person that dies in the country while they're at it? It's because you're, by your own ambition, you're saying people are scared stiff when they're hearing that. Yeah. Okay, but get, getting back to Kieran. So Kieran is just back from Taramalinas. He does go shopping. He does his shopping. Um yep. Uh, and there's mixed report or mixed text in there to, to you know the fact that he goes shopping. Some people are saying, by the way, uh, the, this man is correct. Now I look up the government website. The guidelines do not say quarantine. The guidelines say restrict your movement. You are allowed to go to the shop for food. Lord Berenson says, and I love the show. Will you please get that clown off the air? People like him are the reason the numbers are rising. Make his own rules as he goes along. So in other words, there's two different attitudes towards Kieran. I don't personally have an issue with Kieran. Would you have an issue with Kieran and going away in holidays well, to Spain and coming back um, and going shopping? going to the supermarket. So where would he, where, where should he go? Nowhere. He shouldn't be going to the supermarket. He should be isolating for four, for two weeks the way we're supposed to. There's no point of having a set of rules for one and an, another one breaking. But he says he's abiding by the rules. He, how is he abiding by the rules if he's going to the supermarket? I have to go to the supermarket to get, to get food. I mean, I tell you, do you ever hear of shopping online? I, I do, yes. Yeah. But I'd rather go to the well, supermarket. Well, why can't you do that? No, because I'd rather go to the supermarket. Yeah, I'm you'd rather give the your, If you have it, you'd rather give it to somebody else. So then the numbers are gone up again. If I'd have it, I'd rather give it to someone else. No, of course not. I'm abiding by the rules.
right? It's got to the stage of mass hysteria because if the government didn't really want people going away, it would introduce a blanket ban. Um, and everybody says, yes, I would go on holidays. And yes, the country is in pure hysteria, thanks to the HSE. Somebody else says, no, God love you. You have the patience of a saint trying to talk to that poor woman. Uh, she is like 90% of the people in this country, I believe, brainwashed. I'd go on holidays in the morning if I had the money. Well, no, she's not. She's in fear. And many people are in fear because they're genuinely, maybe people are vulnerable or in vulnerable situations or they have vulnerable relations or something. Uh, stay there for a second. Uh, and Kieran, stay with me. Let me go to Linda as yeah. well. Linda, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Linda? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good, Linda. You want to talk to... Well, Kieran is just back from Taramalinas. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, absolute, the absolute level of disrespect. Can I just say, first of all, I don't know your personal circumstances. Five kids during the pandemic going to Spain. Well, for you, the blatant disrespect you have for air, for first of all the HSE staff and for vulnerable people out there. I couldn't hug my own mother at her mother's funeral. And you're back from Tormelinas. I'm a single parent. I said in during the pandemic. I got my Tesco shop delivered. You are meant to stay at home. It's very, very clear. You don't need the HSE to tell you that. Well, Kieran, you can respond to that if you like. Well, my condolences to you uh, on your loss. But I felt, okay, in my opinion, that it was safe to do so, to travel. I spent €5,500 on a holiday. The insurance wouldn't cover us. We could not get our money back because the flights were gone and the hotel was open. So I weighed up the options. And I'm allowed to travel. The law states I'm allowed to travel. He's, he's a fair, well, he's a fair, well, Linda, he has a fair point. A yeah, lot of people Hang on a second. Because a lot of people are put in a very awkward situation, Linda, where because the flights are going and the hotel is open, you cannot get your money back on your insurance. And the government yeah, are not going to give you the money back. Not, like your health, Spain are doing awful. I mean, to even bring five children, it's a personal choice, obviously, yours or dad, to bring children. And if, so, God forbid, one of them got it, or your wife well, the or like, yourself well, the, the likelihood of his children getting COVID-19 or anything happened to them is slim to know. Well, asymptomatic, but then he yeah. could pass it on somebody yeah. else. But yeah. it's just, you're not meant to be going to the shop. You're not restricting movements. You stay in your house for, what, two weeks? Like, I have a friend who, who is Spanish. Her children go to school with my children. They are in Spain. They are coming. They, they, they were there since the start of the pandemic. They are not. They're coming home to quarantine now for two weeks before they go back to school. Like it's just a level of respect that you do for the people that might get the virus. You could have it and not know you have it. Yes, and like as I said, Niall, you know, I talk to you. I'm happy to go back to school. Um, mm. I, that's my job. But it's just a level of respect. It's just yes. God forbid that you did have it. You passed it on. Yes, but Linda, I feel. We as a society, we can't go on living like this. We are going to have to start traveling and moving about. We are going to have to have to get some sort of herd immunity. As we open up, the cases are going to rise. This Mm. virus is going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be always with us at some uh, level of degree. So some degree or level. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, we're going to, we're going to have to get used with. Oh, well, on that on that point, sorry, let, let me just go back to Linda. Sorry, Linda, yeah. and, and I, I get what you're saying, Linda. You know, and, and yeah. you know, some people are doing their bit, others are not, right? But yeah. in, in relation, when I say not, like, I, I understand the circumstance he was in. He's just paid five grand for a bloody holiday, and you know, mm-hmm. maybe the government should be doing more to get the insurance companies or the government to subsidise the insurance companies to pay back people like that if they don't want people oh, to travel. Okay, yes, but 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 the, I asked Dan the same question. I'm going to ask you the same question. I mean. The idea at the start of lockdown was let's take the pressure off the the hospitals, Mm. flatten the curve. We essentially crushed the curve. At the moment, I think there's 14 people in hospital in the whole country, all right? Mm. Uh, Or something around that. Very little, I think six or seven people in ICU or something like that. Don't quote me on those figures, but it's in and around that, okay? It's not very high numbers, okay? In a population of five million people. Um, Realistically, what do you think the the aim is now? I mean, what, in your mind, you're helping the government and you're cooperating Mm. as a citizen. So what are you cooperating with? What do you think the target is? What is the target right now? Well, right now, with the numbers going, I don't know. Well, I mean, we we can clearly see that very few people are dying, thankfully. I mean, in the last three or four weeks, it it hasn't even gone into double digits, right? Yeah, Uh, my my fear is that they're going to put us back in lockdown. Okay, and, and, I am and, hoping not. And I, and I feel the same fear over the yes. fact that we had 200 cases the other night. Yes. 70% of whom were under the age of 45, most likely asymptomatic and not at any risk. And the, the point yes. is, when you start testing, and by Stephen Donnelly's own admission this morning on radio, they're testing a lot more people now. If I yes. decide tomorrow, let's do an extra 10,000 tests this week, we're going to find a, a percentage of that, maybe 2 or 3%, will be COVID positive. Yeah. So, we, so you'll find more cases. If you go looking for them, you'll find them. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so what I'm saying to you is, what I'm trying to understand, and I'm not being you know, patronising or anything like that, yeah. but I'm trying to understand what is it the people we believe the government's target is now. We knew what the target was at the start of lockdown. It was to flatten the curve, take the pressure off the yeah. hospitals. We're with, with you all the way, right? What's the target now? To eliminate the virus? That's impossible. Yeah, I don't think we're going to eliminate it. I think they're, they're trying to get the numbers back to you. Remember the days where we had like six cases, seven cases. But we, and, and, yeah, but we won't get know. those numbers back to that if, we, if we're testing more people. Sure, surely no. if we're testing more people, we're going to have more cases. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I'd like them, like what you're saying, I'd like them to come on telly. I'd like our government who have been silent. I'd like them to come on telly and say, this is what we're going to do. This is why we're doing it. This is our aim. We don't know what their aim is anymore. Well, is it, well isn't that a bit unfair? People... So here you are defending the government, and rightly so, on the air defending the government, having a go mm. at your neighbour, so to speak, Kieran, right? Well, he's not your neighbour. Mm. But, but we don't know why we're doing it. Because the government are not being fear. very clear. It's just fear. It's fear because you're, you're terrified. Well, I, in my experience, I'm terrified of any member of my family getting it. I'm afraid of the repercussions of somebody getting it that I love that has a long-term, you know, an underlying condition. It's fear. And I think the vast majority of people I've met are the exact same. Mark, you're on Classic Kids. How do you, Mark? Nine, how are you getting on? Good. You're just back from Spain. Um, you... No, no. Oh, you're in, you're in Spain? I'm, I'm in Spain at the minute, Jared. Come back over there on Wednesday. Okay, how many times have you been to Spain? Um, well, I was there the first of July for two weeks. I came home, done myself isolation. I was chatting to you actually when I came. Oh, that's back. right. I do remember you now. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And um, well, I actually booked for Turkey then after my isolation, and I decided against it, so I cancelled that, and I booked and come back out to Spain. Felt comfortable out here the, the two weeks I was out here. You know, it made me feel what I'd been reading in the media, and that it didn't seem that way when I came over here, you know. And when you, when you say isolation, what's your interpretation of isolation when you come back? Can you go to the shops? 
No, I didn't go to the shop. I had two weeks. I had someone that delivered the stuff to my door. And okay. they'd yep. go back into their car and leave the stuff at the front door and all that, you know? Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, no problem doing that. Okay, yeah. so, so Linda, is Mark being responsible? Is that okay, what he's doing? Yeah, I re- Mark, I remember you calling in before and then you were going to book short and everything. That's exactly, that's all people want to do. You can go on holidays if you want, but then come back and do what, like like he's saying, he's getting shopping and stuff delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? The house, uh, I, I yeah. got the money's worth out of Netflix, put it that way, you know? Um, <laughs> And, and is it is it worth it? Because you've been away a couple of times now. Is it worth it, uh, you know, that you have to isolate when you come back every time? I didn't mind it. That's why this time I have to come to Spain and I booked apartment actually for three months. So I can, you know, for one, for, uh, I booked return flight for uh, for two weeks' time. You're self-employed, aren't you? You're self-employed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, so, I wish uh, I had your job. I could afford to do that. But go on for three months. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> so I said I'd book sure the flights were only 21 euro return, you know? You yeah. wouldn't get a taxi from the city centre. No, you wouldn't. Start, you wouldn't, that, actually, You know what yeah. I mean? You literally <laughs> wouldn't. Yeah. And um, the resort I'm in at the minute, I've, I checked it up all before I came. There was zero cases on this whole resort. Um, the region itself is Mercia that I mean it was very low I think there was just over a thousand cases altogether during the whole when it all kicked off and something mm. like a hundred odd deaths and I found the place to be what in my head was pretty safe you know and I can see them here yeah. sitting out looking out at the pool and I see them every hour and a half coming around clearing people I, ironically if, if you were to make up a green list there's, yeah, if you were to make up a proper green list there's parts of Spain which are extremely safe a lot safer than Ireland where they've had very little cases because Spain is a very bloody big place you know what I mean yeah, um, yeah. But, but unfortunately they have to bring in a blanket ban on the whole country because there were certain parts of Spain like uh, Barcelona Madrid which were pre- pretty bad I mean were hit pretty bad you know what I mean mm. I think Madrid is still the same I've been reading up on it mm-hmm. there and they're actually after bringing in in the whole of Spain where nightclubs have been shut. And mm. if you're in a bar, you can't be smoking on the bar terrace because I think there was a lot of people congregating. So you have to move away from the terrace of the bar. To okay, have so but, but the, the resort you're in at the moment, you have to wear a mask in the in the resort or, or not walking around. Not the place is absolutely huge, you know. It's a big golf resort, you know, and it's all apartments and right, okay. uh, villas, you know. And what's the temperature today? You, you don't thirty six degrees. Right. Okay. We got a suntan. Thirty-six degrees. Yeah, <laughs> to top it up a bit. The, the, there, ma- yeah. the mask is going to be the new bikini now. You know the way you get the, bi- <laughs> the bikini lines on your holidays. That's the mask will yeah. be the new bikini. Everyone will have this kind of shape of a mask on their face. <laughs> we know if they've been away on holidays. Okay, so so Linda, you you accept Mark Mark's kind of way he's done, or do you yeah, think that's different? Okay. I mean, people going but then come back and do the right thing like I'm sure Mark when he comes back he'll do what he did before Just and I mean oh, I wouldn't mind Niall yeah. there's, there's super value there's Tesco there's community outreach people that are still delivering to people that are cocooning or isolating or mm-hmm. that have COVID and they're stuck indoors okay, let, me, let me go to Eddie as well Eddie you're on Classic Kids how you doing Eddie? How are you doing Niall? How you doing Eddie? You were away as well yeah? Yeah no I, I was originally booked to go to uh, Ibiza, but I had to change it because of the, the ridiculousness of the, the travel ban. Okay. Uh, again, because of Spain, Spain, uh, the Balearic Island has uh, a population comparable almost to Dublin, yet it has uh, less than a fifth of the cases that Dublin has alone. So I ended up having to change the. Because, yeah, I, ne- uh, I never understood why they couldn't allow the Canaries onto the green list when you consider how many people of the Canaries have them. Oh, the Canaries is even less. Again. Less, yeah, that, I know. That, 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 that's a population, I believe, of around 4 million. Yeah. So it was it was bizarre that they didn't include them on the green list. I think maybe because they thought everybody would go. I don't know. 
And oh. I, I'd just like to clear something up to you, Niall, there. There is no quarantine when you come back on one of these countries. There's a restrict your movement. It's only quarantine if you have symptoms. So it says restrict your movement, avoid any um, public transport if, if you can, and that's in the writing, and avoid going to the shops if you can. Well, so, isn't, that, isn't that the point? You have to avoid going to the shops if you can. And, yeah, you and, can. And, and, and yeah, but the point that Linda's making is you can, you can. You, all you got to do is ring a delivery. You know, dumb well, stores deliver no, no, Tesco's. They all deliver. No, no, no. Some people, some people need the, the contact. Some people need to be out in the bit. So, but the, the fact of the matter was that you don't have to quarantine. It's not quarantine. Don't mm. quarantine if you have symptoms. Yeah, but Linda's saying it's disrespectful to the people out there well, who Linda are doing. Say all she wants. Well, that okay. doesn't matter because the amount of people out there who are using this to basically imprison other people and to impose their fear on other people is, is just ridiculous. Okay, just, well then, let, let, let us just, uh, you know, attack, attack yeah, that very briefly. No, Sorry, Linda. I, I okay, well, no. you're imposing your fear on Eddie and others who don't have the same fear as you. No. These are like people that don't, I'm not wearing a mask because I'm not going to be a sheep. You do it because you oh, think... Oh, no, no. I don't wear the mask because there is no scientific backing to wear a mask. And I can, I can... With Noel, I can send Noel 70. No, 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 no. I've seen all the studies, and yes, most of them do come to the same conclusion. Even the World Health Organization and the CDC themselves said only up to recently there was no benefit to wearing a mask. Yeah. No. Now, now, in saying that, they obviously changed their view on us because yeah, I suppose their argument is something better than nothing. Well, yeah. no, that, that, that's, a, that's an oxymoron. I mean, that, that just makes people walk around with masks thinking that they're now safe. But you're not saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree with him a little bit, Linda. I, I was in JC's the other day and I saw two women chatting and they they were right beside each other. I mean, they were face to face, probably about a foot and a half away from each other talking. They both had masks on. And this is what the study in probably the Netherlands not on said. Right. Well, probably not on right, yeah. The study in the Netherlands said when people wear masks, they, they almost feel like there's some sort of safety barrier and they yeah, can pretty not. much do what they want. So they become complacent when they have masks on. And I tend to agree. No, yeah, I, well, had a, I had an online rant with somebody on Facebook about this as well, and they quoted me a study from a university in America, whereby the study concluded that if you wear a medical mask, not a cloth mask, a medical mask, and you don't touch that mask, there could be a benefit. Now, that's exactly what it says. There could be a benefit. sure everybody's touching them. Right? But even medical staff, who they done the trials on actual medical staff in a hospital? That's right. I see that. I did, I did see that study. All right, yeah. Mm. Right, and, and they were they did it. The, actually, it was done a little while ago. It was in relation to influenza. Yeah. 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 And they were touching the mask up to six times in an hour. Now they're trained to wear these masks. They wear these masks all the time. So any benefits that even they had was gone out. Well, okay. They, they said the same thing in, in, in the Netherlands. The better, any benefits that might come from the mask are taken away by the fact that people don't social distance anymore and also people are wearing them wrongly anyway. But it's like I get into the masks all day. Linda, thank you very much indeed, Nettie, as well. I'm running out of time there. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.